Um, I want to pray. Uh, there was a recent um, passing of a predominant theologian of our time named Timothy Keller. Um, he was a church, uh, uh, was a pastor of a church in New York City, and kind of had a lot of impact in my life. And I just want to um, pray for him and his family right now. Um, died of cancer. Uh, numerous books, numerous um, impact, and it's really cool to see a pastor do ministry for decades and uh, finish well. Finish well. Um, yeah, we pray for a different ending, but sometimes it's just the Lord and He finished His race and it was beautiful. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, ministry leaders and um, pastors who say yes to the call and yes to you, Father. And I pray for uh, the Keller family. I pray for um, the church and I pray for uh, just the comfort of your Holy Spirit within the midst of a loss, a great loss, a great um, vehicle, a tool that you use in the name and the man of Timothy Keller. So we thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So in Luke chapter 10, uh, Jesus sends out 72 people, 72 disciples, and say, hey, go and do miracles and wonders in my name. And, and they come rushing back. They come rushing back after performing miracles and healing people and casting out demons. And these people were, these disciples were so excited because they were shouting, these people, these, these demons, they listen to us, they're subject to us, they, they get casted out because we say in the name of Jesus. And, and these people were so ecstatic because they were performing miracles. And Jesus looks at them and goes, don't you worry about the demons. Now I'm paraphrasing this story. Don't you worry about the demons. Don't you worry about uh, what miracles you performed. Praise and give thanksgiving that your name is written in heaven. Your name is written in heaven. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, uh, Timothy Keller was... Is there a buzz? Oh, no, it's the music in my, in my head. The reason I bring that up, um, your name is written in heaven, is because... Uh, John Piper received an email from Timothy Keller, and John Piper is another big theologian, received an email from Timothy Keller before it was the last email he sent, um, that they, you know, they, they think it's the last email they sent. And John Piper talked about uh, the most amazing encouragement for us as Christians, and more predominantly, it was the encouragement for Timothy Keller on his deathbed, which in retrospect was another pastor's inspiration, um, Dr. Martin Lloyd, he's a big theologian back in the day as well, that there's nothing more encouraging as a Christian, both of them on their deathbed, that those words that our name is written in heaven. It wasn't the ministry that they performed, it wasn't the ups and downs of life, it was the reminder, Timothy Keller said it on his deathbed, dwindling away from cancer and said, my name is written in heaven. And it's the, the most amazing reminder. And I want to preach on and talk about reminders tonight and how important it is. Uh, for me, uh, the reminders are, are everything. Simple, foundational reminders of the gospel. I was, uh, I was driving back home from the gym like a couple weeks ago. I think I shared this story with us, some of you guys. And I was in a pretty good mood, you know, either it's, it's either the Holy Spirit or it's caffeine. I don't know, pre-workout, either or. But I was driving home and I was uh, screaming um, Jonas Brothers and uh, 
or was it, was it Jonas Brothers? I think it was Jonas Brothers. Anyways, and I was in a pretty good mood. And I stopped at the stoplight and I looked to my right and there was this woman, this girl, probably early 20s, just in her car, absolutely crushed, absolutely weeping. And she couldn't control it and I've seen it. It was the snot and it was just like a long stoplight and I just kept looking over to her and she was absolutely crushed and she green light hit and she kind of sped off and she was swerving a little bit. It wasn't anything crazy, but I've just been there when you should pull over when your eyes are just full of tears and it was just like a devastating moment. So, and I said, Lord, Lord have mercy on this, on this girl. Uh, she's obviously going through something devastating and she couldn't really drive. She couldn't see. And it was just, I've just, I've been there and it's just like, it was a horrible, horrible time. And I'm like, Lord, give me something. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I just prayed at that moment. And then the next stoplight, I pulled up right next to her again. And I'm like, oh geez. Okay. Um, pretty, f a lot faster stoplight this time. And then I just look over her and I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I didn't run a world down my window. I don't want to be a creep or I didn't want to do anything, make her uncomfortable. And I just simply, uh, uh, followed my Gen Z people. And I just, uh, I held up a hand heart. And I was just like, I was like, I didn't know what else to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish I could give you a hug, but you're a complete stranger. I don't want to follow you. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to do anything, but I just felt so bad because the heartbroken are my people. And, and it was just a reminder that like the ups and downs and the roller coasters that we all, we all go through. And, and it just, it just reminded me of the roller coaster that even I've been on in the year and a half or that you've been on and we're all on the roller coaster. And the biggest mission of this whole uh, uh, topic and uh, sermon on reminders is that you and I, all of us in here, we will face like seemingly insurmountable difficulties like in this life, we will. We'll be on the down roller coaster where it's nice and awesome or we're up or we're just valley, mountaintop. We will face these difficulties, but we have Jesus's unshakable reminders. We have them, un they're unshakable, the reminders. And the foundational one is like, our name is written in heaven tonight. And I just wanna also share with you tons and tons more. This is gonna be a little shorter sermon. Um, tons of reminders from Psalm 16. So if you guys want to turn to Psalm 16, I do want to read that with you guys and share with you. Um, again, while you're turning there, um, I want to pray for us. Uh, Father, I thank you for scripture. I thank you for your unshakable, your firm foundation in scripture and reminders that our name is written in heaven. But as we go through the more of this list of reminders from this psalm, may we uh, just build our life. May we just build our life on these reminders. May you encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone there? Psalm 16? Psalm 16, let me read it for you. Verse 1, it says, Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, 
You alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. So what I want to do is just, you know, almost dissect this psalm again. We're going to go through it again. And we're just going to pick and see all of these reminders in Scripture, cross-referencing to maybe even a prophecy or a teaching of Jesus whatever that looks like. And we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit has for us because um, I didn't write any of this down, but I just know that there's like, I think I did kind of write it down, but there's like, I don't have it with me, but 10 or 15 reminders in this psalm. So verse one, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. There's another psalm that like, I will, Lord, I will fall under your wings and your refuge until the storm passes. He is your refuge. He is your stronghold. He is safety for you. He is your safety. I say to the Lord, verse 2, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. James chapter 1, every and good perfect thing comes from above. I have no good thing because if we really believe that good gifts are from the Lord, that we have nothing. Our cars, our jobs, our money, everything comes from the Lord. What a beautiful reminder that apart from His gifting and His teachings and His blessings upon our life, ups or downs, I have no good thing apart from the Lord. Verse 3, I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. That is crazy. That is a big, bold statement of like, if you go after this world, if you chase money, if you chase career, if you chase relationship, if you chase, 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 they will suffer more and more. Other gods taking place and seat in your heart, in your mind, outside of the Lord. What a reminder. I don't like that one. I don't like that reminder. It's the worst one to me, but like, because I always have a self-reflective moment. I'm like, Am I doing that? Do, is the Lord number one in my life? Or is, you know, for me, I'll probably struggle with putting fitness in there or a relationship in there. Um, and I just have to self, you know, like, I have to ask myself all the time. Uh, continuing on verse four, I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. What a reminder that, you know what, Lord? My lips will forever praise you. I will not. Sometimes we have to look ourselves in the mirror and have a moment. And you know what, Lord? I am not going to do that again, or I'm not going to worship and praise these other false gods. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. The idols in my life, yes, we all fall and we struggle sometimes, so they do take place and take root in your heart sometimes. But may this be a moment of repentance and turning away. It's like, you know what, Lord? I want to put you back where you belong in number one in my heart. Uh, verse 5. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. You alone are my portion and my cup. My goodness, 
Lord, you are the provision that fills my cup, but also you are the cup. You blessed me with a life, a heart, a mouth to speak, legs to walk. You are the portion in my cup. You alone. We ju he just screamed out the, in the verse before, saying, I will not worship other gods. I will not worship other things. And then he says, Lord, you alone. You alone are my portion in my cup. Number six, uh, verse six, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Take a moment, loved ones. Um, about a two-minute walk that way is the Pacific Ocean. We're in Carlsbad, California. Most of us are fed and housed and clothed, thank the Lord, right? Uh, we have cars, we have money in our bank account. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. The inheritance found in Romans 8 that we are co-heirs of Christ. We are adopted into his family. We are walking on the streets of gold already. Heaven starts now. Our eternal name is written in heaven. The book of life already set, set in stone, sealed by the Holy Spirit. What a delightful inheritance. Oh, what a delightful inheritance. Verse 7, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Isaiah chapter 9, I have a wonderful counselor who counsels me, who directs my path. And it says later, it says, even at night my heart instructs me. As, uh, was it Ezekiel 36, 26, I've ridden your heart of stone and given you a heart of flesh. Beautiful, beautiful reminder that we have a delightful inheritance also who counsels us. He counsels us. He is our counselor. Some of us need to be more authentic in our prayer life. Amen? Amen. He counsels you. He's a wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace. Jesus says, I give you my peace. My peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Even though I love counseling people and I love our therapists and I love our counselors, you've got to I'm such an advocate for that. You've got, to, you've got to talk to someone, but my goodness, talk to the Lord as well. Whatever you would say to a best friend and a family member, say to the Lord first. Go to the Lord first. He counsels you. He directs your steps. Verse 8, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I fix my eyes upon Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of my faith. I lift my eyes on Jesus. I will continually rely on his lamp and the light that lights my path every step I take. Oh my goodness. All these reminders in Psalm 16. I'm overwhelmed. Anyone overwhelmed? I'm overwhelmed. Psalm 16. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. With him at my right hand, always with you. He's at your right hand. He comforts you. He guides you. Some of us in here, he's carrying you. He'll never leave you. I love the salt and gold collection that, that uh, artist online where she just paints beautiful portraits of Jesus being with someone or washing their feet and all sorts of different um, images. But the one where the, 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 the depressed woman, the heartbroken woman just sitting there, bl black and gray. And then all of a sudden, the next slide that she paints, Jesus touches her and all of a sudden the color of life starts flowing into her and she's not 
and it looks like you know colors getting poured out with Jesus at her right hand. You'll not be shaken. You know the teaching of Jesus, building your life upon the firm foundation, which is Jesus. Unreal. Verse nine. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Therefore. Therefore, since let me just go through this really quick. Since he is my refuge, since I will not worship other gods, since he is my cup and portion, since my lot is secure, that my boundary lines are in pleasant places, that I do have a delightful inheritance who counsels me and instructs me and him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. That's a tough one. It's a tough one for a lot of us who don't sleep very well or who have injuries or Ryan's beautiful testimony with a physical ailment or a disease. My body also will rest secure. That again, we have hope in a future of not having a body that breaks down all the time and that can't sleep that has anxiety just driving your life or depression, like overwhelming it, we will have a new body and a new life in the new Jerusalem and when heaven comes. Verse 10, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. He will not leave you, not abandon you. Those of us who struggle with rejection and being wanted and, and maybe left by a parent or abandoned, he will not leave you to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. And verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You will make known to me the path of life, the narrow road that we walk down. You will instruct me, just like he said before, like he gets counseled, the heart gets guided and instructed. Which way should I go, Lord? Let me listen to your voice. You are the good shepherd. I am the sheep. Please let me listen to the good shepherd. Please make known to me the path of life. You do make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You will fill me with joy in your presence. You will fill me with joy in your presence. And joy isn't happiness. Joy isn't ecstasy or a boastful mood or smile from ear to ear. Joy is the fact that our name is written in heaven. And so whatever circumstance again you will face seemingly un insurmountable and unavoidable trials and things in this life ups and downs you will that's why fear not is teached and commanded so many times in the bible because he knew that we were going to struggle with it amen he knew that we were going to struggle with fear he knew we were going to struggle with happiness we knew he knew we were, he was gonna, we were going to struggle with mental health we he knew so may we turn to those reminders found in Luke chapter 10 that our name is written in heaven and all of Psalm 16. All of Psalm 16, my goodness. And the way that happens for me, uh, the reason why it hit me so 
hard is whatever date of the month it is, like it was May 16th, so I read uh, Psalm 16. And I don't know, I have it, to be honest, I have it highlighted a lot. But that's the beauty of scripture is like, even though it's highlighted from, I don't know, months or years past, I never really focused on how many beautiful reminders were in the psalm. And it was all brand new. I felt like I read the psalm all over again. And I think I'm in a season of life where I need all of those reminders again and again and again. So what we're going to do as a church right now is, if it's your first time here, we take 10 minutes of silence and we just... And what we're going to do is you're going to read Psalm 16 over and over and over again in that midst. And you're just going to pray and say thank you for all the reminders. And if you have your notes or in your, in your Bible or write it down, um, I probably want you to write that your name is written in heaven as well alongside of that um, psalm. And it's beautiful. It's so many, so many, so many reminders. So let's take 10 minutes. We're gonna, you're going to read Psalm 16 on your own, and you're going to pray to the Lord for something to stick out to you, and just pay attention to all the reminders that the Lord has given us today. So 10 minutes um, starts right now.
Amen, amen, amen. I hope the Lord spoke to you guys. Uh, you're, I want to leave you guys with a challenge and a spiritual discipline for the week, for the entire week. Uh, write it somewhere, you know. I encourage you to write down that my name is written in heaven. And just like Timothy Keller, who just recently passed away, uh, ministry for years, um, and you know, other couple theologians that use it as well. It could be, it could today, I'm not going to speak it into existence, but it could, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it could be a foundational decree and an affirmation for your, the rest of your life. It could be in the background of your phone. It could be a post-it note in your mirror. On your mirror, it could be in your car somewhere. It could literally be the foundation of faith and hope. Some of us need those anchor points of just like, that's it for me, right? That is it for me. For me, my verse, uh, you know, found in Ezekiel is like, I've got rid of your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that has stuck with me. And I think I'll take that down um, with me to the grave. And I just want to simply read that part where Jesus says, you know, in verse 17, it says that the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall down like, like lightning. It's really hard for me not to sing that part. Lightning. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. Jesus says, however, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I'm going to invite the bozos back up here. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I want to finish this off with, um, of course, a poem for you guys. And it says this. I hope you guys hear it. Uh, angels in heaven were humming, musicians were ready to play. They were all listening for the Savior to announce your soul had been saved. When God raised his voice, every angel rejoiced the day your name was called out. You became famous in heaven. You have a reason to shout, so shout. Rejoice your name is written in heaven. Rejoice your sins are forgiven. Rejoice, rejoice. Christian, rejoice. Christian. <laughs> rejoice, rejoice. Your name is written in heaven. And just hear that. I, I loved the line, when God raised his voice, every angel rejoiced the day your name was called out. Again, loved ones, your name is written in heaven. Psalm 16 is full of reminders. So write it somewhere. Read Psalm 16 throughout your weeks. And let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the reminders I thank you for just moments where we, we, where we hold on to scripture, where we hold on to a sentence that in those dark times could give us hope. That may all of us in this room, Father, all of your sons and daughters right now walk out of here throughout our weeks, throughout the rest of our life, holding on to that fact that our names are written in heaven. That our names are written in heaven. Thank you for the glorious reminders. Thank you for scripture. Thank you for fellowship. And thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.